everybody. Welcome back to Looking for the Real God. This is Christy Lynn Wood. Today we are continuing to work through our summer series, Stories from Camp. And this time we're talking about how I showed up with such a lack of understanding of culture and pop culture. When I pulled into camp that first summer in my 91 Ford Probe, it happened to be red. It had awesome little pop-up lights and seat belts that kind of closed themselves in. All you had to do was connect the lap belt, but the shoulder belt would like go along the door and like seat belt you. <laughs> and I showed up at camp that summer with my belongings, my life, my skirts, my dresses, my jumpers, and like zero pop culture references, or even just like normal culture. I was basically like a foreigner from a different planet, not even from a different country, but like from a different planet. And I could understand some of the language. And so much of it just went over my head, like just no references, no understanding of slang, no understanding of any kind of the 90s or early 2000s music or movies or I mean, any pop culture reference, it was all just non-existent. I was so sheltered and so naive as I came. I was basically a 13-year-old in a 21-year-old body, except for the times when I was 30, because that's all I really knew how to be was like a kid or this adult, mature adult. And somehow I had missed all these stages of, of development. And I really think that being able to be there at summer camp for all those summers really just helped me to have that chance to go through those developmental stages, to be this awkward junior hire that I needed to be, to go through those different exploration and discoveries and learning and just growing and being ridiculous and discovering like relationships and just all the stuff that happened these few first few summers. And I'm just immensely grateful. But I think about how I showed up and I remember those first few days of staff training trying to get to know these other young adults. And I had never really spent that much time with normal young adults. There was only one other time in my life when I remember spending a significant amount of time with like normal people in the world. And they were junior high and high school kids from a Christian school. And I had been collected. I don't know. They like collected me to play a song for their singing they were doing. Like I had to be the one that was accompanying them on the piano while they sang in a competition. I don't remember how I knew the people. It was like a church school maybe or something like that. And they were pretty normal. And I remember just being like, wow, I have no idea what they're talking about, but I'm pretty sure it's not the right thing to be talking about. And just just not getting it. So here I am at camp <laughs> with all of these young adults who have grown up in the real world. And I've grown up in crazy land, like 1800s. <laughs> I mean, it was like taking somebody from the prairie days and putting them in the 21st century. That's how I was just, I just was so lost. And we would sit around and stand around during staff training and talk. And I remember I would just kind of like smile and nod my head because most of the time I had no idea what they're talking about. And if I did, I would just catch like a brief reference to, is this okay? Is this appropriate? Like, I can't tell. I don't know. And yet these people were just so patient and so gracious with me. And I remember just feeling like everyone had to be older than me. I must have been the youngest one there, but yet I was one of the older ones. I was 21. They always felt like people were older than me. They were just more mature. They had more life experience. They just knew more things than I did. And I was just like this little lost homeschooled one. And so 
it's very interesting as I look back on just the lack of pop culture and the lack of understanding that I had. And yet these just times to just explore and wonder and experience and make my own decisions and decide what I was comfortable with and everything like that. Well, I came to camp and I was actually starting to listen to some contemporary Christian music, like very mild. Like I had just bought some of my first CDs that past year and it was like Chris Rice. I mean, it was like really mild stuff, but it was the first time I'd ever listened to anything that had a drum in it. And since I was a kid, I mean, we had just sworn off drums and backbeats as being from the devil. And so I had been spending my entire teenage years listening to classical music or guitar or instrumental hymns played by the piano. I mean, that's what I was doing. And so I just bought my very first very mild Christian contemporary music when I came to camp. But I mean, I listened to crazy music there and I, I watched a girl do worship dance to, you know, a real Christian rock song. And there was just all these things that I was like, whoa, mind blowing. What is this? And I mean, just even just worshiping and and being able to like kind of sway and lift my hands, that was a unique experience, um, a freedom that I had not had before because movement could be sexual and you know men could lust after you, so you must be as stiff as a board while you sing. I'm telling the truth, guys. And so I think back and I think about like just even my clothes that I brought the first summer. I mean, I came in skirts. I had dresses and jumpers and skirts that I had made mostly myself. I had various patterns that I'd used and I created patterns and they were like flowy Hawaiian things. I had this favorite one that was blue. I look back at it, I'm like, wow, yikes. uh, But that's what I wore all summer. And, and yet by the end of the summer, I bought a couple pairs of loose capris. Like I was learning to make my own decisions. I was learning to decide what I felt was really true. What is really accurate? What is what is just the stuff that's been left over from my cultic days? And what do I really believe for myself? My second summer, I feel like those first two summers were like the most life-changing, the most developmentally, I guess, I went through the most developmental stages those first couple summers. My second summer, I came and I had I had pants. Like, I don't think I even brought skirts, maybe for like banquet night. And so I had loose-fitting pants and I had capris and I had what my husband calls mom shorts, which he actually met me that second summer. And we'll talk about that another time. And uh, yeah, so that was my second summer and I had I had already grown so much and learned so much and and changed so much from that first summer. But I think back <laughs> okay, movies. I had missed like all the movies from the 90s and early 2000s. That I didn't I didn't watch any of them because we only watched things that were G and PG and most of the things were, you know, like Disney's Swiss Family Robinson or Sound of Music <laughs> or <laughs> um we watched Anne Green Gables and I mean, stuff like that. Like it was just very like mellow, mild things. And I watched my first PG-13 movie that summer at camp, my first year. And it was Robin Hood, Prince of Thieves. And uh, I remember we were watching it in the staff lounge as a group on a weekend or something like that. And we got to one point and the boys who took very good care of me, and we'll talk about them next week. The boys were like, Christy, quick, close your eyes. And so like I closed my eyes. I have no idea what's going on. And then they're like, okay, you can open them. And it wasn't until years later when I watched the movie with my husband. And I was like, I remember this part where this guy told me to close my eyes. And he's like, oh, yeah, he probably is taking a shower in the waterfall. And, and sure enough, there's this little tiny naked man. I mean, like one inch tall, maybe less, taking a shower in the waterfall. And you see nothing. But it was just so funny. Like, they're just taking care of me. And I appreciated that. But yeah, I mean, the first PG-13 movie, I listened to, you know, Christian rock and roll and 
country music and I learned slang words and I just I just grew and I just developed and I was able to kind of pick up some of the stuff. I mean, years later, I was still missing a good chunk of my pop culture references, which I realized probably don't really matter, but it does make you feel a little weird when you'd have no idea what's going on and what they're talking about and who these people are. So at the end of that summer, I remember I bought a couple pairs of capris that first summer and that was shocking. That was like, woo, edgy. But even more shocking than that was when I got my cartilage piercing. And there was a girl at camp that we had not got along well. We kind of were uh, competitors. <laughs> we liked, we just were definitely competitors. And, um, but we, we figured it out and, and it was her idea to like, hey, let's get a cartilage piercing. And I was like, I want a cartilage piercing. And so we went at, like at the very end of camp, we went to the mall together because it was like, if you did two earrings, it was cheaper. So like she got one and I got one and we split the price. And it was a huge deal. That was a huge deal for me to be able to do that and say, hey, this is something that I don't think is wrong anymore. And I want to do this because I want to be reminded of all of the freedom and and the life and just stuff that I've discovered at camp, the grace and the new person that I want to be, not this person caught up in standards and behaviors. I want to be someone who's accepting of others and who has freedom and who is showing that freedom by this cartilage piercing in my ear. Not that she could see it very often because I had long hair still, but it was there. And if I wore a ponytail or pushed my hair behind my ears, there it was. And as I've said before at other podcast episodes, like that was not a popular thing with my uh, former group. In fact, I got chased through Cedar Point running away while this person ran after me to yell at me and tell me how worldly I was. But these summers were just huge. And I want next next week we're going to talk about boys because so much of my development surrounding boys, sexuality, relationships, all of that kind of stuff happened at summer camp. And I don't know who I would be if I hadn't had those experiences. I was actually talking to my husband just a week or two ago and he was saying, you know, did you have any idea like how sexual you were? And I was like, no, I had no idea. Like I, I, I knew it was flirting and I knew I had like this sense of power. And he's like, you were so weird. Like we did not know what to do with you. You were, you're giving mixed signals because at one hand you're like pushing us away and then the next hand you're like, flirting and pulling us closer. And I was like, I, I was clueless. I had no idea. So we'll talk about that next week. Just talk about boys and kissing and uh, learning how to be in relationships with people, what that looks like and what it doesn't look like. And just how grateful I am for those summers of safety, relative safety, and the boys that just took care of me and protected me, even though I was like totally naive and uh, had no idea what I was doing. <laughs> so anyway, um, Guys, if you've been through trauma, religious trauma, um, growing up in a dysfunctional family, there's this whole concept called good time and bad time that I've read about recently from um, some psychologists. And I think it was Dr. Henry Cloud, actually. And he was talking about just how you can get stuck in bad time, how parts of you can get stuck in bad time, and how we really need to go back to those developmental stages and help ourselves out of that bad time and get it back into good time. And I think that's so much of what happened over my summers at camp. And even more recently, as I've just learned to accept myself for who I was back then and sort of judging and condemning myself and just, it's such good things to find healing and, and grace for yourself. It's just really beautiful things. And so when I look at my summers at camp, like there was so much of that junior high age me that needed to develop that didn't get a chance to. And so it really was a chance for me to just be able to go back 
and grab that girl who needed a chance to grow and learn and change and be weird and silly and discover who she was and just do that in such a healthy place. So I just want to encourage you guys, like counseling, therapy, books on psychology, Dr. Henry Cloud's stuff is excellent. He's got this Changes That Heal book that's just wonderful. All of that, there's just so much, so much rich resources that you can discover to just learn about yourself, to learn to just give grace to yourself, and just find the best self you can be. I mean, God wants us to flourish. He wants us to flourish. He wants to give us life. He wants to bring healing to every part of us. It's not just about this whole, like, just becoming a spiritual good person. Like, he wants to heal our whole selves, and he wants us to be the fullest person part of who we can be. Like he wants us to be the fullest version of ourselves possible. And he's here to help us. He's here to love us through it. And so much of the religion junk and Christianese junk just traps us. And that's not who the real Jesus is. And as I I was experienced as I experienced him, even at camp, I mean, he was right there walking me through, helping me every step of the way. I had all these little places, I called them my chapels, that I would like just run off and like find him and find his presence. And we would just sit and talk. And now I know that's the Holy Spirit. He was there with me. He was totally there with me and just helping me to heal and to grow and to just develop. And I'm so, so grateful. And I will always be grateful to the Holy Spirit, to camp, to the people who were there that just helped me. So thanks for listening to my stories from camp. And next week, we will be talking about boys and kissing and relationships and all of that good stuff. So I will see you then. And until next time, keep searching. If you enjoyed this podcast, I would love to have you join me over on my website at christylindwood.com. For more content, free resources, and opportunities to connect with a community of people who are looking for the real God.